All right, let's continue the afternoon. Talking travel is the name of the game. Sally Lucas is here. Sally, lots of paperwork. All I've got no idea where we're going today. So, um, Will, or the rest of us, I'll sit over here with a list, and we'll learn together. Where are we going? Well, we're going a bit of everywhere today. So, I'm a bit rushed today getting sorted because I only got back from Perth this week or last night. So, it's all been a bit of a hectic turnaround. Hey, it happens. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I won't start with, with uh, January because we've already passed January, but I'm going to talk about around the world in festivals for this year. I mean, obviously the ones that were in January this year will happen again in, in January next mm-hmm. year, but I think I'll just start uh, with this month, with February. Um, oh. And February, we've got fabulous um, things starting in India, the Holy Festival, which is that colour one where you see them all throwing colour at them. Isn't that cool? And so cool. But there's lots of wonderful festivals and there's a couple for each month all throughout the world. So we'll have lots of fun um, explaining those. All right, looking forward to it. Festivals of the world. I've got to say, so this is this is your first week back with us. It is. We had Barry last week, so welcome back for 2024. Thank how rude you. of me. I know. Yes, how rude of you, Mark, not to welcome me back. I'll tell you what, look, for my punishment, I won't be here with you next week. How about that? Because <laughs> I already know I won't be. Um, look, some great festivals. Are we starting with that Indian colour yeah, one? Let's I, do it. No, we will. And they don't do it small, obviously, with the population no. India has anyway. <laughs> nothing's going to be small. And they love their festivals. Um, and they've also got, um, apart from the Holy Festival, which is the colour one, they've got a Jaipur Literature Festival, which is the largest free event of its kind in the world. Wow. And to that, writers, both professional up and coming from every corner of the globe, converge to celebrate, converse and learn, joined by bookworms and fans of prose. So that happens in Jaipur in February. Now, Brazil, of course, you can go sleepless for five days if you want and just party at the Rio. Oh, Carnival, eh? Where, where were you 25 years ago, Sally? I might have been able to. But. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Don't worry, Mark. <laughs> uh, these days it's 8pm. It's like, can I do it yet? Yeah, sleep time. Done. <laughs> you sound like my husband. He goes before I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a late night girl. But anyway, the streets of Rio, of course, are flooded with samba, shaking parades, flamboyant costumes, over-the-top parties. Numerous events happen at all during that week, 9 to 17 February. Obviously, it's happening virtually from now. So mm. if you're there, enjoy it, people. If not, <laughs> wait till next year. <laughs> um, now, after a 1931 earthquake in New Zealand, flattened Napier, the locals banded together to rebuild that city, and they, of course, it was built in that era of Art Deco. So it's one of the only Wonderful. Art Deco. Mm. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So the streets lined with pastel buildings, all adorned with geometric ornamentation, symmetrical forms, etc. And they have this Art Deco Festival Napier, um, which have 200 events, all, and the people even dress in Deco style as well. I think that's amazing. I mean, what a wonderful period it was. I mean, oh, we ended up with... Classic cars. Yes. I mean, we ended oh. up with, um, in, in architectural world, we ended up with brutalism after that, which was oh. horrible. But Art Deco, that's just amazing stuff. And look at how they try to destroy suburbs even in Sydney and so on where these classic old homes are to put yeah. up these horrible rectangular buildings. Mm. I mean, yeah. you've got to save the old parts of your city and your old suburbs. As we sort of hear week in, week out here on Talking Travel, I mean, these are the things in other parts of the world that people want to go and see. Of course. And here we're like, oh, that's pretty cool, but no, we'll just scrub that out and I then know. wonder why people might want to come here. So sad, so sad. Anyhow, now, we'll move on to March. And I said I was mentioning the Holy Festival, so it was the actual literary festival was in February. Sorry, I might have confused people there because I was just talking about the Holy Festival because it's so well renowned. But this is actually in March and it's a celebration of love and triumph over and good over evil. That's virtually where the 
whole thing started. And it's a Hindu festival of colours, and it, it take, it's taken the world by storm, as you know. You see mm. lots of pictures about it, and it, they do it in um, Nepal as well. They celebrate it the same. So you have the <laughs> mark the occasion by throwing all sorts of technicolour pigments into the air, acknowledging the coming of spring and putting the past year behind them and beginning anew. So make sure you wear clothes. You don't mind if you throw out afterwards. You're throwing them out. They're not, either, <laughs> either that or there will be one one hell of a, an advertisement for, for Omo or something if you can get that out. <laughs> In Ireland, of course, don't forget we've got St Pat's Day, haven't we? So mm, yep, that, that, sure. that's March. And, of course, whether you're in a tyre or whatever – you're in green, but please not beer. They don't believe it's frowned upon, so if anyone's making green beer, no, don't drink it. It commemorates St Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland and, of course, the Irish heritage and culture in general. And you have, of course, lots happening on that day, as you can imagine, parades, music, and, of course, drinking, and, of course, plenty of green. Just not the beer. (laughs) Now, also, you've got in April in USA the New Orleans... Jazz and Heritage Festival, which has been taking place since 1970. So that's a great festival as well. No guessing the style of music it it celebrates. Hip-hop, rap. (laughs) Aficionados from around the world descend on the Louisiana city to listen to some of the world's most talented jazz artists in the world, whether they're on the street, in clubs, large theatres. And, of course, in the past we've had those wonderful performers from the past Mm. like Dizzy Gillespie, Thelonious Monk, Stevie Wonder. You know, you get some. There'll be some current great performers that will be down there as well. Thailand's another one that has an interesting um, festival, a bit opposite to the Holy Colour Festival. Theirs is water, so you get drenched. Oh. Yeah, it's called Songkran, Songkran, and it's a countrywide event celebrating the Thai New Year. So anyone, water. It's like the world's biggest water fight. So everyone just hoses it, tosses buckets of water each other, or whatever. Anyway, it also they ask the elderly for blessings, and you know it's just the thirteenth to the fifteenth of April. Well, they've so, got the climate for for such a festival, haven't they? They certainly yeah. have. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind that one over the yeah, over the colour one. I think I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, now in Spain, in Sevilla, they have a fair. And they call it a Bacchanalian whirlwind in honour of the Andalusian culture, music and food. Um, Bring your stamina with you because it equates to long days spent eating, drinking, dancing and socialising. It's a week-long event with everything happening, everything being sold in in the streets, everything from flamenco costumes to musical instruments to, to whatever. So that is great. Moving on to May, France, you have, of course, the wonderful Cannes. Film Festival, which is world-renowned yeah, again That as one well. speaks for itself. It certainly does. And you get more than 4,500 film professionals from around the world. Can't imagine you'd be getting much in the way of accommodation there. I think it would be pretty well booked out. Um, you'd have to probably stay somewhere a little bit further away and catch catch transport. So you would have to be, wouldn't you? I mean, imagine that would be yeah. sort of... If you knew that you're like you were having a film that was booked out like when it was coming out, you would know even a couple, long, long way, long way ahead. ahead. Yeah. yeah, a long way ahead. So, yes, you can be part of it, though, they say. Um, cinema lovers between the ages of 18 and 28 can actually participate in a program to discover the official selection. So cult films and classics are screened every evening on, on a beach as well. And you're in the potential, of course, for maybe spotting some celebrity stars if you're into that sort of thing. Some might be famous or not so famous. Who knows? Maybe some soon to be. Or soon to be famous. And you can say, I saw them at the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival. I got my photo with so-and-so before that big movie <laughs> broke. And lastly for May, I'll do one for Bergen, which is a wonderful town in Norway. 
Um, and it has a performing arts event called the Bergen International Festival and it showcases creative expression from around the world with a focus on Northern European culture. So they have hundreds of shows over 15 days. It goes from May 22 right through to 5 June. Everything from music and theatre to dance, exhibitions in numerous venues across the city. And it's a stunning little city, Bergen, right with its own harbour. It's where most of the cruisers leave from to do that wonderful Norwegian coastal voyage up to the Northern Lights. Oh, amazing stuff. So it's fantastic. So there we are. We're up to May. We are. We'll uh, continue the rest of the year with the festivals around the world. Today, Sally Lucas is doing her festivals around the world. And Sally, you've promised in a few weeks' time you may even do the Festivals of Oz. I may even do that. All right. Now, we got as far as we're about to hit June, Ju- I believe. June we are. And in June, we're going to firstly to China. Now, it's debated whether the Chinese Dragon Boat Festival owes its origins to dragon worshipping in prehistoric times or a poet called Ku or Chu, probably Yuan, who drowned himself after his reforms didn't work and people paddled out to save him in boats, but they failed. So we don't really know why they're paying homage to the dragon. But They're kind of worlds apart, those theories, aren't they? They're absolutely (laughs) worlds apart. But obviously racing, dragon boat racing has taken hold, hasn't it, right around the world, Newcastle included. Um, So, yeah, so the millions of spectators cheer them on and they eat all these auspicious foods and pyramid-shaped glutinous rice dumplings wrapped in reed leaves and all this sort of thing. So that's on June the 10th. Now, back to the USA, another big festival, of course, is um, the Chicago Blues Festival. Yeah, great one. Yeah, Mm. so that's another one. Again, you've had people like Ray Charles, B.B. King, Bo Diddley, you know, just to name a few, even Bonnie Raitt. Um, So hundreds of thousands of fans gather at the Millennium Park and other venues around town just to see their favourite artists. And, of course, you know, it's just a a great thing to go for, I think, Mm. just as good as the jazz, the blues. Um, Now, off July, we're getting around the world here. Switzerland, now in the lovely Swiss town of Montreux, which is nestled between the mountains and Lake Geneva. It's a beautiful, pretty little town. It's got a a flower lined, if I can get my words out, promenade. And it's a beautiful backdrop to the annual, we're back to music again, the Montreux Jazz Festival. Now, that's been running for 50-plus years. It's been going for a long, long time. And again, we've had people like the likes of Aretha Franklin, Prince, Stevie Wonder, etc., all performing there. That's from July 5 to 20. And that is really fantastic and the most beautiful setting as well, mm, as you sure. can imagine. Um, now, uh, Mongolia, the ancient Greeks may have the Olympics, but the Mongolians have the Nadam Festival. And I've had friends who are able to incorporate this when they were doing the train journey across, you know, uh, Europe, the t- across Asia through to Europe. Uh, it's a two-day event which showcases the three skills that Genghis Khan considered essential for a Mongolian warrior, which was wrestling. Horse oh, racing. Absolutely, that's all you need right there. Wrestling, yeah, yep. horse racing and archery. It's a centuries-old tradition, but it still excites everyone in every corner of the country over there. And there's a number of operators that are, include fact, um, the festivities on their itineraries. A couple of different Australian-based companies do run tours specifically to include the Nardam Festival. So check with your travel agent. They'll be able to let you know which companies are running tours if you're interested in doing that. Apparently, it is absolutely spectacular, Good as you stuff. can imagine. So really, so every festival so different from the last. I know. It's, yeah. it's a nice potpourri, isn't it? <laughs> That's one way to look at it. (laughs) Um, August, of course, now we're in Scotland. And, of course, you've got the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which, again, 
a famous festival, one of the world's largest performing arts event. And as we know, a lot of Australians have performed, done well there and gone on to be big stars in their own right from small beginnings. So wonderful place to go. That's from August 2 to 26. Back to the USA, pull on your blue suede shoes and you can head to Gracelands in Memphis, Tennessee to celebrate Elvis week. So there you go. There's another one there. And everyone knows who Elvis is. I don't need to say who the king of rock is, do I? No, not at all. No. But, but Graceland, love it, love it, love yeah. it to pieces. Oh, yeah. So that's 9 to 17 August. And in Spain, things get a bit messy because you've got La Tomatina, which is the world-renowned tomato-throwing festival. Mm. And that's oh, What a waste of good tomatoes. That's what I always think. I don't mind the colour and the water, but the, you know, I love a good ripe tomato, but I don't fancy being pelted with them. Again, it just comes back to um, wear the right clothes. <laughs> yeah, know. You become of a, hu- a part of a human passata at the end of the day. <laughs> they have a one-hour food pot. Again, make sure you wear your old clothes and bring some goggles to protect your eyes. That's August the 28th. Uh, Germany, uh, despite its name, Oktoberfest actually kicks off in September in Germany. Yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> yeah, just to <laughs> confuse us all, right. but th- it really does. It starts from September 1 through to October 6, so it goes for quite a while. Hang on, it's barely in October. <laughs> I know, it's only there for the first six days. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not all conducive to drinking copious pints of cold beer, but, you know, that's how it, I guess, started. It began in Munich, um, it was renowned for it, but, yeah, look, there's plenty of other things to help soak up, soak up rather, that liquid gold plenty of pretzels and good old you know they mm-hmm. do still I reckon in Munich I had the best schnitzel I've ever had in my life really you know they really do it well so doing this haven't had lunch yet what no, are you doing to me? <laughs> killing me here um, in Myanmar which was formerly Burma uh, the Inlay Lake is normally a calm and crowd free destination <clears throat> but <clears throat> pardon me they have a pagoda festival there, a watery Buddhist event, where small sacred Buddha images are ceremonially rowed around the lake in colourful barges to bless all the villagers who live in and around the lake, accompanied by boats, etc. With they row them, you know, mm-hmm. they're just yeah. Back back to Germany, they in October they have the Berlin Festival of Lights. Now that's where all landmarks, monuments, buildings, streets, and squares are the stars, and they create international artists create works using lights in motion based on their own interpretation of whatever the year's theme is, and that's October 10 to 19. Mexico, this one always um, sounds fascinating to me, is the Day of the Dead which may sound like a pretty sombre and macabre occasion, but in Ohaka it's as joyful as, as it is poignant because they believe that the veil between the world of the spirits and the living is lifted. So deceased loved ones can travel back for a visit and they celebrate uh, in elaborate costumes and parading so, through the city and dancing and singing. So they get a holiday too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's November the 2nd. Um, India... Back to India again, they have Diwali, which is a spiritual Hindu event that represents light's triumph over darkness. So it's all about local setting cities aglow with fireworks and tea lights everywhere, rivers everywhere, just to make everything's light, which is great. And that's November 1. Thailand in Chiang Mai, they, the night of the full moon of the 12th lunar month is the time of uh, they, they celebrate the full moon and they carry um, small containers fashioned from leaves to the banks of the rivers. And I've seen this and they pop candles and set them and then they float them. It, lo- it looks absolutely beautiful. That's November 14 to 16. And lastly, December, Scotland. Think of Hogmanay as the Scottish version of New Year's Eve. 
Edinburgh Festival's involved into one of the world's best end-of-year celebrations. It typically lasts for four days. Events range from a haunting torchlight procession to massive outdoor street parties, concerts and fireworks. And that goes from December 29 to January 1. And then Turkey, this would be interesting, each year on the anniversary of the 13th century poet Rumi's death, they do have the Whirling Dervish Festival. <laughs> a dizzying affair, as I'm sure it is. Millions of pilgrims and tourists descend on the city of Konya, where, the, where Rumi is buried, to watch displays of the Whirling Prayer Ceremony, which is quite a spectacular event. And the faithful spin until they've reached a kind of religious ecstasy. That's Sally's... Uh uh, festivals of the world. <laughs> That's that? my festivals of the world for this year. I mean, look, I'm sure there's a lot more. That's <clears> just some of them, obviously. But, um, we'll, yeah, we'll do an Aussie version. Yeah, do an Aussie one in a couple of weeks. A little bit more of Talking Travel, those hot deals on the way next. Sally Lucas, our travel guide, is here, fresh from her festivals around the world a couple of minutes back. And, Sally, plenty of uh, hot deals around this week as well. There are. And I'll start with Oz, actually. Um, this is a 12-night premium Tasmanian package. It's a self-drive holiday that you do. It's really quality accommodation, staying at the best hotels in Hobart, like Freysonet Lodge at Coles Bay, and you've got Launceston Stanley, Cradle Mountain, two nights at Strawn, and that's just so renowned, Strawn, it's a beautiful little village in the wild west of Tassie on the Gordon River, and you have a cruise included there, plus a trip out to Sarah Island, which is famous or rather infamous, where Prisons were kept in pretty awful conditions in the early days of the convicts coming out here, but it's, I've, I've done this and it's a very interesting thing to do and to learn about. You even have a, a wilderness railway uh, excursion as well. You get to go to Joseph Cromey Wines, which is a beautiful vineyard and they have lovely wine I can, I can vouch for, where you have a lunch experience. You stay at the Henry Jones Art Hotel in Hobart. You've got your free national park pass that gets you around all the national parks beautiful itinerary it's really concentrating more on the west western side of tasmania which is so rugged and so beautiful very much still the wilderness out oh, there isn't it? it is and you can travel on this one from now or from tomorrow the travel dates start through to the end of april this year and that's a wonderful 12 night package to get you all around that part of tassie so keep that one in mind um now viking cruises have still got some great offers for both their river ocean cruises as well so long as you book by the 28th of march you can receive up to three thousand dollars flight credit per couple on 2025 and 2026 ocean voyages and included flights also on their river journeys to europe and southeast asia with savings of up to four thousand per couple they're virtually fully booked for this year can you believe it cruising has gone nuts it really has i mean you, you're sort of driving past any of the cruising ships when they're out i mean they're just people getting it on and off them all the time and like you said nearly done for the year i mean we're talking what now 2025 and it just started this year yeah. and it's 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 virtually booked out yeah. um um, land tours aren't completely those. So European, there's a getaway sale where you get up to 15% off a full range of European tours, so long as you book by the 26th of February. It's with a small company called Colette. They only have about 25 Four people, I think, on each of their flights, uh, each of their flights, each close. of their tours. <laughs> I'm close. I'm close. Um, yeah, and they've got really um, great sort of cancellation fees. Again, very reasonable, and you can cancel up to quite close to the departure without, you know, suffering a loss of loss of fees. Um, back to Australia, we've got the Arnhem Land Wilderness Adventure, which is still available if you book by 31st of March, and the Seven Spirit Bay and Darwin Short Break. Now they've still got savings. The 13-day Arnhem Land Wilderness Adventure. I have talked about this before. It's the only one of its kind in Australia. It's, it's Outback Spirit runs it. It's the only company that's got permission to take you across all these Aboriginal 
um, extreme sacred areas across the top of Australia. So it runs all the way from Cairns to Darwin. Fabulous tour if you haven't done it. There are savings of up to 5400 per couple on that one. And on the seven day that does Seven Spirit Bay in Darwin, you've got a savings of up to 1400 per couple and that's a seven day package. So keep those in mind as well. NZ, our little cousin across the ditch, the Grand Pacific one, have some wonderful tours over there, including the classic warbirds of the South Island, where they have savings of 300 per person. Um, and that's at 26 March, so you have to jump in soon. There's only limited vacancies on that. 26 March this year, departures. And then they've got some other lovely deals of the um, South Island and both islands as well, with lots of savings on different departures throughout the year. Now, if you want to go uh, with Wendy Wu Tours, they have some great tours going to Japan and China, um, where you can upgrade to business class for an, only an extra $99 on top of the normal price. Um, almost, why wouldn't you? Or $9.99 <laughs> return, yeah. yeah. And that offer ends 26 Feb as well. But look, there's a lot out there at the moment. Sun Island Tours is a wonderful company that's got 30% savings on Spain, Portugal and Morocco small group tours. Again, small group touring up to about 24 max. English only, so it's not where you get different nationalities and you've got different languages being spoken. It's English guided, okay, which is which is good yeah. for us and Kiwis and Americans and you know whoever speaks English, obviously yep. as a language, as a first language, and that is good to know. So that's great savings on that, and I think that one expires when. Let me just check. 29th of Feb, because it's a leap year this year, so you've got an extra next, day in February. You get, if you get paid on the 28th, you can just do it the next day, one year only. Yeah, so look, there's lots out there still, Mark. I mean, there are limited vacancies on a lot of these things for this year, but please get in early for if you're looking at 2025 or even 2026, because everything, particularly Europe, the two areas that are still selling at probably the top of the tree mm. are Europe and Japan. Yeah, Japan, very popular. Yeah, very and popular. Europe always. So, yeah. And Europe always. Mm. But, yeah, just get in early. All right. Thanks, Sally. Uh, welcome back for your first Talking Thank Travel you. for 2024. Uh, we'll catch you next time. It's uh, Talking Travel uh, done and run.